0: This is part 6 on 2 Thessalonians 2, 13-17, and I said that last time I wanted to linger for an entire session on the word traditions. So then, brothers, in view of all this great and glorious reality about who you are, what your destiny is, and what your joy is, and what your life is rooted in, therefore, stand firm and hold. Hold on, this is how you stand, to the traditions that you were taught, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Why did he use the word traditions? That's my question. And then, how does Paul think about traditions and how should we? Father, lots of people love tradition, lots of people hate tradition. How should we think about the word tradition? Is it a good idea? Is it a dangerous idea? Show us, I pray, from this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, my question first is why did he use the word? Why not use the word teachings? Stand firm and hold to the teachings that you were taught. Hold to the commands you were taught. Hold to the truth you were taught. Why the word traditions? And wouldn't you agree that the word tradition links Paul with the past and with others? It puts him in line, in line with the other apostles and with jesus it prevents him from being a renegade he's eager not to be a renegade he doesn't want to be a rogue apostle he doesn't want to be a breakaway group right paul wants to be a solid in sync with jesus in sync with peter and james and paul he doesn't want to be a rogue apostle a maverick apostle. That's the effect of this word, I think. Now, how does the word actually work in the Apostle Paul? What is a tradition? What does it mean? Let's go and watch it in action in its building. Now, I command you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I delivered them to you. And he's going to talk about one of them in particular, but notice first the way this Greek word works. I know some of you don't like it when I do the Greek, and others of you love it, so bear with me. Greek, give or giving, net that word, and para, along. So the meaning of tradition, even in the Greek, is giving along, passing along, taking from something you know, and then handing it along to somebody else. Now, watch him do it in his dealing with the Lord's Supper. Okay? This is a place where not even an apostle wants to be an originator, right? You don't mess with the words of the Lord Jesus at the Lord's Supper. You hand it along faithfully, or you are a rogue, breakaway, maverick, not-to-be-trusted apostle. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You get that right and you pass it along. Praise God for tradition. Otherwise, we wouldn't know what happened at the Last Supper. He is giving it along. But notice this. Here's this Greek verb and the along here, along. And here's the verb form of give, giving along. Um, I also delivered to you, meaning I gave it along to you. But before he could give it along, he had to receive. This is the word for receive. Along. So here here it comes being passed along, and he receives it like a, a relay race and a baton, and he runs the race, and he gives it along. That's tradition. Here it is again in action in 1 Corinthians 15. I delivered, so the same words, give along to you as of first importance what I also received. I received along that Christ died for our sins. You can't get any more basic than the gospel. You want to get the gospel exactly the way Peter, James, and Paul, and Jesus had given it so you don't want to make it up. And so he's stressing, I mean, line with the other apostles here. Now, consider something surprising here in Galatians 1, 11 and 12. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. That's what he's eager to show. For I did not receive it, Same word from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now that sounds like virtually the opposite of what he said here. I delivered to you what I received the gospel. Christ died for our sins. Is it a contradiction? No, it's not a contradiction unless you force it to be a contradiction. What Paul wants to say is, I have a direct communication with the living Christ. He has called me to be an apostle, and he granted me to know the meaning of the cross of Christ directly. But I don't want to be a renegade apostle by saying, I got it, Peter, James, and John, they're all wrong, or Jesus didn't make it clear. He wants to be in sync, and therefore it's right to say, I got it from the Lord. I am an independent apostle, but I also received it. I heard those guys talk about it, and I'm passing on the same gospel they preached, even though I'm not dependent on them. Okay, I think that's the, the idea. Now, there is good tradition and bad tradition, right? Paul, Jesus, they both teach us this. Here's Galatians 1.14. I was advancing before my conversion in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father's. These traditions were driving me to be a Christ hater, a Christ persecutor, a Christian killer. And so traditions in and of themselves can be very terribly misused. Here's Paul again on tradition. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Oh, how we must be careful of tradition. The fact that something is old doesn't make it true, doesn't make it true. And the fact that something is new doesn't make it true. What I'm calling attention to is that tradition can be precious in preserving old reality, old truth. And tradition can be destructive if you just are bent on preserving without any reference to whether it's true or not. Here's Jesus in Matthew 15, 3-6, Jesus answered the Pharisees, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? So, for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the Word of God. I have seen churches do this. Churches, I had a man stand up in a a business meeting one time and, and call into question my interpretation of the Bible just because they hadn't done it that way for so many years. We need to deal carefully with people like that. Let me close like this. Back to Second Thessalonians. A few verses later, Paul says like this. Paul says this. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness. That was the problem because they thought that the day of the Lord had already come, so they don't need to work and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. So he refers to tradition here, hold fast to the traditions, and then he uses one of those traditions by saying, hold fast to the tradition that you ought to work for a living that he had passed on to them. So, the upshot of all that is to say, traditions are very precious when they put you in sync with, in line with, faithful teachers like Jesus and the Apostles, And you preserve something because it's true and real and precious and beautiful. And traditions can be deadly if you're holding on to something that isn't true and you're just holding fast to it because you've held fast to it for so many years. You can't imagine not holding fast to it.